I'm Kyle Rice, awful test taker turned physical therapist and standardized test coach for over 5,000 physical therapists worldwide. It wasn't that long ago that I struggled with anxiety, lack of confidence, and the fear of failing the NPTE. Fast forward through the challenges, the 13 standardized test failures, and many lessons learned, and you'll see the life I have today, a life filled with love, financial freedom, and a dream job that allows me to change lives every single day. I created the NPTE Clinical Files podcast to give you simple, actionable strategies along with a step-by-step walkthrough of NPTE-based questions. All of this so that you can dominate your exam like I did and achieve your dream. So if you're a driven PT student who's looking to pass the NPTE and start creating a life you love, you're in the right place. Enjoy the show. For this week's clinical file, we have Helena, and Helena is a patient with severe back pain that presents with a posterior lateral lumbar herniated nucleus propulsus, or HNP, at L3, L4. Which of the following findings is the most likely to be present? So we have A, delayed heel off during terminal stance. B, knee buckling during loading response. C, excessive hip flexion during early swing. And D, is excessive trunk extension during mid stance. All right, so I just got done talking to all of the people who are live with me right now about how this is a little bit of a mixture of both neuro and gait, two very tough areas for the MPTE. And you have to know a bit about herniated discs and what are the potential like complications of having a herniated disc at a certain level. You have to understand that, but then be able to connect that to what I may find during a gait analysis. This type of question that I'm going through with you right now is the type of question I expect to come up on the MPTE as well. And so we're gonna break this out, make sure you pull out a pen and paper, and we'll do this together. So we have Helena, and she is a patient with severe back pain. That's pretty straightforward, right? Back pain, we see this a lot in physical therapy, nothing major there. It says the patient has severe back pain that presents with posterior lateral lumbar herniated nucleus propulsus. Okay, that's a lot, all right? But it's just saying the patient has a posterior lateral herniated disc at the level L3, L4, all right? And for those of you on the podcast, it says L3-L4. I know sometimes how it's written can throw you off a bit. So just to make sure that we're all on the same page, it says posterior lateral herniated disc L3-L4. Okay, so all of that right now is very important for us. These are breadcrumbs, y'all, that we have to use. This isn't just back pain. This isn't just a herniated disc, but it's at this L3, L4 junction here. So before I go to that last sentence of this question, I want to ask you, okay, what's the implications of that? Like, what does it mean that a patient has this herniated disc at L3, L4? Why does it matter? And so when we have a herniated disc, we know that nucleus propulsus, that inner part of your intervertebral disc, when it shoots out, it can potentially press on a nerve, causing nerve compression, right? The question is, if I have this herniated disc at L3, L4, and the disc material shoots out, 
What nerve is the one that becomes compressed? This is the big question. Is it going to be L3 or is it going to be L4? So think about that for a moment. I'm about to give you the answer. The answer is L4. Well, hold on, hold on a minute. It's specifically because it says posterior lateral herniated disc. All right. So anytime we have a posterior lateral herniated disc in the lumbar spine, it tends to press on the level below. What do I mean by that? The nerve below. So if we say L3, L4, it pushes on L4. If the herniated disc was at L2, L3, it would push on L3. Again, if it was posterior lateral. All right. So this question already has given me so much. Tells me the patient has severe back pain. Tells me that the patient has a lumbar herniated disc at L3, L4. That's posterior lateral. So I know L4 is the nerve that's compressed right now. That's a lot of juicy information. Now, the last sentence of the question says, which of the following findings is most likely to be present? So I'm just looking for an examination finding at this point. Now, for those of you on the podcast, let me go through the answer choices again. A says, delayed heel off during terminal stance. B, knee buckling during loading response. C, excessive hip flexion during early swing. And D, is excessive trunk extension during mid stance. So coming back up to the question really quick. I mentioned how L4 was the nerve that was compressed. Can you tell me what is the muscle group that'll be most impaired if we compressed on the L4 nerve root? So really what I'm asking you is the L4 myotome is what? Like what muscles are primarily innovated by that? And so some of you jump to the quads, but that's actually L3. Mm, that's more the L3 myotome is the quadriceps and knee extension. Tell me what L4 is. And you should be saying, well, that's ankle dorsiflexion. So if a person has the posterior lateral herniated disc at L3, L4, they're likely to have ankle dorsiflexion weakness. Well, why is that a problem during gait? Well, it can start to create things like foot slap, but it can also create things like foot drop. You know when you're trying to clear the foot, but the foot won't go into dorsiflexion, so you drag the toes? So these are some of the things that are gonna be a problem for this patient. And so as we look at answer A, it says delayed heel off during terminal stance. Now, is this something that we are expecting to see? The answer to that is no. I don't expect to see that because someone who has delayed heel off during terminal stance likely has weak plantar flexors. I didn't say weak dorsiflexors, weak plantar flexors. So this doesn't really make sense. Now, if it had said that the S1 myotome was a problem, then I would say A is likely correct, but we know it's an L4 myotome problem, so I'm gonna put an X next to A. Let's look at B. B says knee buckling during loading response. Knee buckling. Why do I get that? Why does somebody buckle at the knee during gait, especially loading response? The major reason for that is weakness of the quads. Well, what's that myotome that's involved with quad function, that's involved with knee extension? We already had said it, 
it's L3. But we know from the question that L3 is not the problem, baby. It's L4. So I'm going to put an X next to B. It can't possibly be correct. That's not the issue. Let's look at C. C says excessive hip flexion during early swing. Let's take a look at that one. Excessive hip flexion. Why would someone excessively flex their hip during early swing? To me, when I think of gait, that's a way that we could clear a limb that's longer or clear a limb that maybe has weak dorsal flexors, not able to dorsal flex the ankle, right? And so excessive hip flexion during early swing, we have a name for that. It's called high steppage gait. It's where the patient excessively and typically abruptly flexes the hip in order to clear a longer limb. I like this answer because like I said, if a person has an L4 myotome weakness, they're not gonna be able to dorsiflex their ankle very well. They're not gonna be able to clear the foot very well. And so we have to compensate somehow. A compensation could be excessive knee flexion, also could be excessive hip flexion during early swing. I like this answer. Hold on a minute. Doesn't mean it's correct. I just gave you a rationale for why I like it. That doesn't make it the correct one. Let's go to D. D says excessive trunk extension during mid stance. Would I see this if a patient had weak dorsal flexors? Mm, the answer is no to that. Not really. If you see excessive trunk extension, it typically means that the patient has weak glute max. All right, weak glute max. And so you may have heard excessive trunk extension known as a lurch gait. All right, and this is where the patient excessively extends their trunk in order to compensate for weak glute max or weak glutes. You typically see this during mid stance. So does the glute max have anything to do with the ankle dorsal flexors here? Does the glute max have anything to do with the L4 myotome? The answer is no. And so what I'm going to do is put an X next to it. That is not the correct answer. Leaving us with our final answer of C, excessive hip flexion during early swing, also known as the high steppage gait. Congratulations to those of you who got this question correct. There was a lot of neural knowledge that we had to have in order to get down to this right answer with confidence. We had to know a bit about lumbar herniated discs. One of the things I want you writing down in your notes is how posterior lateral herniated discs work in the lumbar spine. That if it says posterior lateral, I know that it's gonna hit the level below. When I say hit the level, I'm talking about hit the nerve below and cause a compression. So in this question, it was an L3, L4 posterior lateral herniated disc. So I know the nerve compression is gonna happen at what level? L4. So that means the muscles that are primarily innervated by that nerve root the ankle dorsal flexors are gonna become weak and be a problem. So what this question is really asking you is, for a patient that has weak ankle dorsal flexors, which of the following am I most likely to see on a gait analysis? Delayed heel off during terminal stance? Absolutely not. That's something that you would see with weak plantar flexors, opposite of what we want. That would be A and A would be out. 
B, knee buckling during loading response. Well, if you see knee buckling, it's typically because of weak quads. Quads are innervated primarily by L3. That's the L3 myotome. B is out. And remember, I'm looking for weak dorsiflexors or a problem with L4. C, we already know is the correct answer because the patient will try to excessively flex their hip in order to clear the limb, so C is the best answer. But D, excessive trunk extension during mid-stance. Well, we see this when a patient has a weak glute max. They try to extend their trunk in order to improve the force production of the glute max. Now, if we saw this, you know, more of this would be L5, more S1, potentially even S2 myotomal weakness here, all right? Because glute max innervated by L5, S1, S2, the primary myotome there you'll see in most texts is either S1 or S2. So there you go. Tonight, the final answer is C. Congratulations to those of you who got that one correct. This was not easy, but I never want to leave you with that. For those of you on the podcast right now, what I've done is I've bundled up a group of my cheat sheets for absolutely free that you can get at www.mptecheatsheets.com. So you can go into the show notes, whether you're on iTunes or Spotify, go in there and you can get it. Hi, this is Kyle, and thanks for downloading the podcast. I always enjoy spending this time with you, and I hope that you leave today feeling motivated and with a better understanding. Make sure to subscribe to get new mock NPTE questions each week. I deeply appreciate your support. It helps keep this mission going. And as I always say, keep learning, stay committed. I'll see you next time.